Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Today is Friday, July 7, 2023. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. The Biden economy, Bidenomics, continues to do well. June job numbers reports indicates the black unemployment rate contributes to the 90% rise in the nation's unemployment rate. We'll also, though, examine uh, the overall numbers on how we've added more jobs. Also, conservatives are doing their best to rewrite history. In Oklahoma, the state superintendent of schools, this idiot actually said teaching about the Tulsa race massacre is okay. Just leave out the black part. How? Justice for Greenwood Foundation founder Demario Solomon Simmons will join me to talk about how stupid this fool is in Oklahoma. New York lawmakers are going after legacy admissions. The executive director of the FERB uh, will, uh, Democrats for Education Reform, will join me to explain the Fair College Admissions Act. In Chicago, leaders are accusing the school system of racial discrimination and unfairly firing seven black principals. Speaking of principals, remember that white teacher, in Philadelphia, a white principal in Philadelphia who wouldn't give the sister a diploma? Guess what? She ain't a principal anymore. Plus, Twitter has a new rival, one of the founders of the app Spill, would join me to talk about their app. It's time to bring the funk. I'm Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling.
overall unemployment dropped again. The June jobs report came out today, and the Biden White House shows uh, that they say that their uh, economic policies are working for the country. 209,000 jobs were added uh, last month. Uh, for the third month, unemployment uh, is 3.6%. It fell to that. Uh, but in those numbers, the unemployment rate for African Americans uh, rose, uh, causing blacks to account for 90% of the recent increase in the country's unemployment rate. Uh, here to break this thing down for us uh, is uh, Anthony Barr, Research and Impact Director at the National Bankers Foundation. Uh, Anthony, how you doing? First and foremost, and so again, so let's, let's, let's walk through this. Folks kept saying, Recession's coming, economy's tanking, all these doom and gloom people. You have the likes of uh, Larry Summers who was saying, oh my God, we need, we need unemployment to skyrocket to lower inflation. None of those things have happened. So what's going on? Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here tonight. And yeah, as you said, we're seeing uh, inflation coming down without this huge hit to the labor market that Summers and others expected that we needed. And yet it's it's two different labor markets, right? There's the, the overall labor market and then there's labor market for black workers. And so Biden economics is working for the country in the aggregate. But when you break it down for black workers, you're starting to see that that might not be the case for them. And so as you pointed out, black unemployment increased uh, again for the second month in a row. It is now at the highest it's been since August. And breaking it down a little bit, we went from record low in April uh, that we were all celebrating at 4.7%. That's the lowest on record to almost a full percentage increase now at 6.0%. Uh, uh, and to put that in perspective, that number of 6.0% is the same as all uh, workers without a high school diploma. So that kind of puts in perspective just how uh, detrimental that number is. It's, of course, double uh, the, the overall rate and double the white rate as well. And when you disaggregate it a little bit by uh, gender, it's a story that's across the, the board. Uh, black unemployment for black men increased uh, by 0.3% to 5.9, and increased for black women by 0.1% to 5.4. And drilling down even further, that the participation rates, the labor force has shrunk, the participation rates are lower, the employment ratio rates are lower as well. And so it's not just a case of you know, increased black workers competing over jobs. It's the case that there's frictional and structural unemployment barriers so that the black workers who are looking for employment aren't finding those opportunities, which is in direct contrast with white workers who, in who increased their labor force and were still able to drop their labor, uh, their unemployment rate uh, down slightly. Uh, Roland, you still there? Dad, did, did I lose you? Uh, yep, still here. Now, so the question again: Is there any way to fully understand why these, the, what's happening, fluctuating with the black numbers? So when I look at it um, from a sector standpoint, I'm not seeing anything stand out in terms of specific sectors. And so this seems like kind of a broad pattern where, as we're seeing the the labor market start to weaken and 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 cool. Uh, the you know the employers are able to be a little bit more discrimination uh, discriminatory about who they're hiring and so this is a pattern that we see throughout the, the literature where you've got last in first out and as the labor force cools uh, you know black workers are the first to not be hired um, and so the way that I'm reading this is saying okay as you're increasing the number of white workers in their labor force um, you know employers are are filtering them into jobs, and they're overlooking um, black workers who may be talented and able to take those jobs um, because they have that ability uh, to show preference. 
And so over, uh, overall, though, when you look at this, and so if you're looking at the unemployment numbers, if you're looking at stock market, if you're looking at, uh, again, lowering up interest rates, if you look at gas prices, uh, if you are assessing the economy as a whole, I mean, it's, it, it, it literally is a stark contrast to obviously what Republicans say is going on. Uh, but also we look at the polling data where a lot of people think that the economy is just, oh my goodness, just, just, awesome, just, just awful and terrible. That's simply not the case. Yeah, so again, that, that seems to be the, the two-track story, right? That overall, the, the economy is, is doing doing quite well, despite these interest rate hikes that are supposed to slow down the number of jobs being added and cool consumer demand and things like that. We're not seeing that really reflected in, um, you know, in that side of things. But then in terms of um, the, the situation for black workers in particular, it does seem like all the gains that we've seen in the last several months are starting to be erased. And... Um, there's, you know, an increased inability to be sorted into jobs. Um, and, and this is a question about what the Fed will do moving forward, right? So, you know, they paused their interest rate hikes uh, last month. That's in part because they kind of looked at the, the turmoil in the banking sector and wanted to make sure that they weren't going to add to it. Uh, but now their, their own staff economists are projecting some form of um, a recession later in the year or early next year. And so it's a question, are you going to hike into that? Are you going to you know, make those conditions even and you know even worse, and do that in a way that um, will have a disproportionate impact on Black workers. Or are you going to say, let's continue to wait and see if this two-month increase uh, in Black unemployment is uh, a trend, and if so, maybe you know we'll pause a little bit further into the future and and allow um, allow some time for the the current rates to already work their way through the system before we see how much further we need to push on it. All right, and then. From a banking standpoint, too, that, you know, the, the, the financial turmoil that you could see there as, you know, banks fail or as tedic, you know, uh, credit tighten conditions, those things impact minority communities, too, right? Because it means less capital being deployed or, you know, borrowers who are on the margins or small businesses that have less collateral get denied for those loans. And so I think that's something else that should be factored into there as we're thinking about, you know, can we, can we retain a strong economy moving forward? See, th see, this is this is why again I think we start we start trying to break down this economy and, and and break down what's going on and why these things uh, are happening. You simply can't look at one thing. You can't solely look at the monthly unemployment numbers. You can't solely look at the stock market. Uh, and frankly, we treat the stock market like it's you know an NBA game uh, where we want to see as many points as possible without realizing that you just can't keep going up and up and up and up and up and everything's just going to be perfect and this thing's going to keep going uh, to keep rising. Uh, that's simply not the case. Even if you look at uh, inflation, all these people who are complaining about, oh my God, this is what happening under Biden. We literally had an artificial economy after the 2008 housing debacle. So you go from 2008. To 2022, I mean, when's the last time you had interest rates that were damn near zero for a decade or more? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And, you know, th thinking about the stock market, if you push a little bit on that, um, you know, the tech, the, the big, you know, tech companies like the Googles and the Facebook, um, they're the reason that that stock, you know, stocks are up slightly, you know, if you're comparing the last couple months or, you know, compared to last year when stocks were down, I'm, I'm worried that, you know, that's not necessarily indicative of, of the broader, you know, Fortune 500 companies or other publicly traded companies. So, you know, there's a question, too, about, 
you know, so far the, the Fed's attitude seems to be they can kind of really keep hiking and, and there's, you know, ability to absorb that. But I do wonder if there's some fragilities that, you know, if you start to kind of push a little bit, you, you start to see them and then you say, okay, how does that um, translate to, at, you know, a, a heightened risk for minority communities and minority workers? All right, then. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, thank you so very much. Uh, and again, uh, we'll just continue to uh, hope things get better for, uh, for black workers. Uh, but what I keep also saying is this is why we've got to see uh, greater capacity for black-owned businesses uh, as opposed to uh, when you look at the low numbers that exist right now for, for many of us. Anthony, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. Got to go to a break. I'll be right back on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Talk to my panel about this here. Also, we'll talk about uh, the efforts to get rid of legacy in college admissions in New York State. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. Everybody keep talking about merit. No, they can't stand affirmative action. They don't say nothing about these white folks who keep getting to school on legacy. You're watching Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Blackstone Network. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene. A white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. An angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage. 
as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. Black Star Network is here. Oh, no punch! It's a real um, revolutionary right now. Uh, thank you for being the voice of Black America. All the momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? Farquhar, executive producer of Proud Family. Bruce Smith, creator and executive producer of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. You're watching Roland Martin. All right, folks, join me today is Michael uh, Imhotep, host African History Network show, uh, Detroit, Matt Manning, civil rights attorney out of Corpus Christi, Texas, Kelly Bethea, communications strategist out of D.C. Uh, here's a thing that uh, I'm still not understanding with these folks, Michael, and this is very simple. Um, that is, if you are Biden-Harris, when you start looking at polling numbers, the people keep talking about the economy, uh, how awful these are, things are going bad. Uh, obviously, Republicans are driving the narrative as well. Uh, right. And, and so now they're running around talking about uh, Bidenomics, uh, and some people are saying, oh, my God, you know, th that makes no sense whatsoever. Phrases are great, but I think what is critical, it's literally explaining to people in real, clear, stark terms how much money has been going out, what money's being spent, putting your name on projects, all of those different things. You have to, you have to tell the narrative. You cannot expect people to just assume they know all of these different things. And so if, if, I'm, if I'm this White House, I've, I'm taking, uh, I'm, not chill, I'm not chilling this summer. I'm sitting right. here in July, August, September, October. I'm going hardcore, uh, taking credit for every damn thing. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the um, tour that Biden is going on, dealing with Bidenomics, and then also championing the uh, $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, because at the beginning of this year, you had about 30,000, at least 30,000 uh, construction projects that started all across the country because of that infrastructure bill. That's a good start with with uh, Bidenomics and explaining what has been accomplished. But you have to break it down to the granular level, okay? It, it, and you have to not just explain the bill that got passed or how much the bill was. You have to explain how this bill being passed in Washington D.C. Okay, that is not even. Uh, um, technically a city, um, meaning, you know, the, the mayor doesn't have full control over the city like other cities. Explain how those policies are impacting the economic conditions of everyday people, okay? Reduce it to the ridiculous. That's what you have to do, because everybody doesn't follow this. Most people don't, okay? So you have to explain that, and you have to claim it. And then also, you have to explain most of these Republicans showing up to the groundbreaking for these construction projects voted against the infrastructure bill as well. You have to explain 
how the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, which saved the U.S. economy, how it helped people keep people in their homes, how it gave $5.8 billion in funding to HBCUs, that and other policies from the Biden-Harris administration. Talk about the 13.2 million jobs created in the two and a half years that Biden-Harris have been in office. So you have to reduce this to the ridiculous and show how each one of these policies are helping people and then tell them, compare this to what Republicans are talking about. Compare this to their policies, because overwhelmingly, Republicans voted against these policies. See, I, I believe in being even more um, guerrilla with it, gangster with it, Kelly. Every Republican event where they are holding a news conference, touting um, uh, the spending or whatever, I would be sending folks there. In fact, I'm going to pull up in a second. Uh, you think, think about this fool, James Comer. Uh, he held an event. Uh, I got to find the tweet. He held an event uh, talking about um, uh, an, an airport in Kentucky. And he thanked Trump for the money, but there was money in the infrastructure bill uh, that Biden passed forward as well. I would have people of the state Democratic Party at every event. Every event with, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe, for the money signs. That's, that's how you have to counter these lies. That's exactly right. And it's funny because, you know, state-level DNCs, they have that kind of money, and they actually can hire people to do that. I've actually seen uh, hecklers, or professional hecklers, rather. I forgot what the original name for it is, but basically a professional heckler. Um, on the Republican side, come to Democratic events and heckle candidates, heckle their staff, and try to get them caught up in saying something that could be a sound bite for the opposing party. Um, I don't see that as much on the Democratic side, and that's actually, while some may argue unethical, it's an effective comm strategy to do so because it's not like you're lying when they say that they said that. They said it. It's videotaped. It's on, on the record, what have you. And Biden, the Democratic Party at large, I believe, is a little bit soft on these issues as far as pushing what they actually do. Um, I feel like the opposing parties that be are really controlling the narrative as to what this administration is doing. And that's simply not fair to anyone. It's not fair to the American people who, frankly, don't know what the truth is. It's not fair to the administration who is trying to do everything they can for um, American citizens. And it's not fair to, to just how the political landscape is as a whole, because what's going to be on record is a lie, not what actually is happening. Uh, when I was at Texas A&M, Matt, um, Peter Roussel, he was deputy press secretary to Vice President George H.W. Bush. Uh, and he was an adjunct professor at Texas A&M after he left the White House. And Peter said something to me that I never forget. He said, he said, he said you know, Roland, he said, um, never not pat yourself on the back. I was like, interesting. Because we always hear, oh, no, don't pat yourself on the back. You're going to break your hand doing so. He said, no. He said, you know why you pat yourself on the back? Because there ain't no guarantee somebody else will. He yeah. said, always tell your story. And again, to me, it, this is exactly what Democrats should be doing, pat themselves on the back 
saying, if we didn't do this, that wouldn't have happened. And we didn't do this, that wouldn't have happened. Uh, and so, and, and you got to be as, as brash with it, as arrogant with it, as cocky with it. I don't care what phrase you use, because what, what did Joe Namath once say? It ain't bragging if you can do it. So yeah, take, I, that, take that damn victory lap. I, I think they should, and I, I get that sentiment. I do think there's probably some trepidation at the White House about him trying to get uh, moderate voters and people that are maybe undecided. I don't know how many of those there are out there for the upcoming election and maybe not doing it with the braggadocio that I definitely would. But in terms of patting themselves on the back, they have to do that. I do think, though, they've got to kind of under-promise and over-deliver going forward, because one of the metrics I thought was particularly interesting about this jobs report is that we added something like 450,000 people to part-time employment. And, you know, the, the Great Recession that was supposed to be coming has not come. Um, obviously, the Biden uh, economic approach has been successful. But I do think they've got to temper some of that with, you know, uh, a regard for the fact that the future may be a little different, um, not knowing what's coming down the road. But they do have to tout the victories that they've had thus far, particularly because, to Kelly's point, you know, the Republicans have a, large, uh, a loud megaphone and they make it a point to attribute everything negative to this White House. So if you've got a lot of positive, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't, you know, put that out into the sphere for everybody to know and understand. Uh, yeah, I mean, that to me, I mean, that, that's just how you do it. Uh, and again, uh, you can't be afraid, well, what happens if things take a turn? Well, last I checked, if things have been, if, if you have been showing improvement for 18, 20, 21 months and things change in a month or two, I can still say the last 21 out of 23 months, here's what happened. I mean, to me, to me, this is not hard, uh, but you, there's no one who can sell your story better than you. Sure. Nobody. And if somebody else has created a false narrative, it's your job to correct it and not allow that false narrative uh, to coexist. Uh, folks, hold tight one second when we come back. Uh, Supreme Court's affirmative action decision has put the issue of legacy admissions back in the spotlight in New York State as an effort to actually get rid of it. We'll talk with Democrats for Education Reform leader next about that very issue. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Also, folks, you can also, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button as well, folks. We should easily, easily be over 1,000 likes in our first hour. Be sure to join our Brina Funk fan club. See you check in money orders. P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal, R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. We'll be right back. Early days on the road, I've learned, well, first of all, as a musician, uh, I studied not only uh, piano, but I was also... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. <laughs> That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yemi's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know that's right. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B. So drummer and percussion. I was all city percussion as well. So I was one of the best in the city on percussion. There you go. Also studied uh, trumpet. Uh, cello, violin, and bass, and any other instrument I could get my hand mm-hmm. on. And, and, and with that study, I learned again what was for me. I learned to what, what it meant to do, what the instruments in the orchestra meant to each other in the relationships. Right. So that prepared me to be a leader, that prepared me to lead orchestras and to conduct orchestras, that prepared me to know uh, to be a leader of men, they have to respect you and know that you know the music. You have to be the teacher of the music. You have to know the music better than anybody. There you go. Right? So you can't walk in unprepared. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause to long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Checks and money orders go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Hi, I am Tommy Davidson. I play Oscar on Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. I don't say, I don't play Sammy, but I could. Or I don't play Obama, but I could. I don't do Stallone, but I could do all that. And I am here with Roland Martin on Unfiltered. (laughs) 
as I broke down last night, you look at all of these folks out here who yell, holler, and scream. They, they oppose affirmative action. The race should not be used. It's merit. It's merit. It's merit. But then they get mysteriously silent when you talk about legacy admissions. Anybody who looks at legacy admissions can go, who do they benefit? Let's be clear. It wasn't until you look at the majority of these PWIs in America. It wasn't until the late 60s, early 70s, you start seeing black students across the board. At first, they were black athletes. So we were not attending these schools, which means that, let me just put this thing in context. I was born November 14th, 1968. That means that my parents didn't go to these PWIs. My grandparents didn't go to these PWIs. That means that when I applied to Texas A&M, I couldn't make a legacy argument because I had no legacy. So I have 13 nieces and nephews, nine nieces, four nephews. So my nieces and nephews are the first generation in my family who could actually make a legacy argument. Now, several years ago when Bob Gates was the uh, president of Texas A&M, when all these white folks were complaining about, um, about race being used in admissions, this is a post-Hotwood decision, I was at the news conference. You know what, you know what Gates said? We're not going to use legacy. Oh, my goodness, the white Aggies lost their mind. So these white Texas A&M graduates lost their mind when Gates announced he wasn't going to use legacy, but they were so pissed off with affirmative action. Because white people only see race when it's black, Latino, Asian, Native American. They don't see it as them. Legacy benefits more white people than anybody else in this country, yet they never want to talk about that. Well, we talked about earlier this week the lawsuit filed in Boston by a civil rights group against them. Well, in New York, they came close last year to actually banning legacy in admissions in its colleges and universities. It was Senate Bill S. 4170A, the Fair College Admissions Act, will prohibit legacy admissions policies at colleges and universities in New York, declaring such policies and practices discriminatory and inequitable. Well, the Executive Director for Education Reform New York, uh, Jacqueline Martell, joins me right now. Jacqueline, glad to have you here. So, um, how close did y'all get? We got super close. Um, we actually got it through the Senate and our assembly, but then we had some groups uh, who were against it that obviously endowment from uh, these schools and from families who, you know, give huge contributions to the school. Um, and so it is something that we will continue to push uh, in the next legislative session. We got very close. Um, we knew that this was coming. You know, when we look at the data for legacy admissions, one, it is equivalent to a 160-point bump uh, SAT, SAT bump, SAT score bump. You know, there's more legacy admitting uh, students that are admitted through legacy preference 
then there are through affirmative action. And so to your point too, in New York, one of the most diverse school systems in all of the country, but yet one of the most segregated students, we inadvertently are not allowing for students who identify as first generation college students to even get this preference. Um, and so it is something that we really, really are continuing to fight for. We have over 70 colleges and private universities in New York who have the legacy preference question still on um, their applications. It's a problem here in New York. Uh, yeah, and, and see, and again, for the people who don't understand, uh, you know, these nuances, this is very simple. A white student today who is invoking legacy is benefiting from Jim Crow. Right. And then the right. same white folks want to tell us, oh, it's unfair for you to benefit, uh, and I don't because of Jim Crow. You're, they are literally benefiting from racist policies. Right, right. They're benefiting from racist policies because they have access to affluence and to wealth, quite frankly. Um, and to your point, this is not even a partisan issue. Our national affiliate actually conducted a poll after the SCOTUS decision uh, around diversity in schools. And I have the data here. 81% of Republicans, 93% of Democrats, and 83% of independents uh, know that diversity within our higher education system is imperative to, one, our democracy, but also the future of the workforce in this country. And so this is a partisan issue, but I think that people really understand the fact that diversity within institutions of higher education is important for all of us. Um, but also, too, when we talk about preferential treatment and prefer preference in the higher education admissions process, we need to be looking at that holistically. In this country, have this ideology of meritocracy, that you can pull yourself up by the bootstraps. That is not true. We live in our state in particular, where we're seeing gross amounts of economic disparity, housing disparity, and quite frankly, as I talked about when I was on your show last time, access to quality education within our K through 12 um, space. We need to make sure that we are leveling the playing field for all students in this state and this country. Uh, absolutely, uh, my panel here, uh, Matt, um, your thoughts about these uh, lawsuits, uh, first of all, the lawsuit uh, towards Harvard against legacy admissions, uh, and then also this effort here. I mean, just like Ed Bloom and his folks, um, you know, in terms of what, what they were successful at, the data doesn't lie, Matt. Legacy absolutely benefits white students, and it literally is taking advantage of Jim Crow era policies. Yeah, I mean, I, and I understand that. But if I'm completely honest, I'm, I'm struggling because not knowing the data, um, I would be interested in what percentage of the incoming students at any given school in New York, let's say, Jacqueline, if you have this data, are legacy um, admittals. And the reason I ask that is I understand all of those phenomena, and I think it's all abhorrent. I don't, I don't disagree with any of it. But I'm wondering if there's a different usage of effort that can be applied to make it a more equitable process. And what I'm getting at is I don't know if if 50 percent of uh, uh, people who are admitted are admitted via legacy, then I understand the enormity of the issue and why that is something we attack, as opposed to college affordability or any other number of things that might make it right. more equitable. And not knowing that data 
it's difficult for me to see how legacy is the primary thing we should um, attack. I understand attacking it, but I'm interested in that data and whether there's a different... Well, I'll show you this here. I'll show you this here. Okay, pull it up. I'll show you this here, Matt. Pull it up. Um, a study was done. 43% of white students at Harvard were either legacy athletes or related to donors or staff. 43%. The same study uh, says right here, the study found that roughly 75% of the white students admitted from those four categories labeled ALDCs in the study would have been rejected if they had been treated as white non-ALDCs. So the reality true. is this is almost 70% of all legacy applicants are white compared with 40% of all applicants who do not fall under those categories the authors found. And so this is, just, this is obviously just a Harvard. Um, but, what, but, but what we do know, what we do know is that schools all around and the, the legacy admissions is really for the donors, it's for the yeah. folks with the hookup. But again, I think what this does is it also exposes the hypocrisy of those who want to yell, don't you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council race in college admissions when this is absolutely race-based. Yeah, and there's no question they're getting a, a very clear leg up. I'm merely asking in terms of the things that can make college more accessible to us uh, writ large, what are those phenomena and whether legacy falls you know, at the top of that. Because I don't disagree with you. There's a lot of intellectual dishonesty, and we know that. We know that they, they scream meritocracy and they're the first to put down legacy because they know that gets them the shoe in where they're otherwise not qualified. I understand that. But in looking at the overall picture, um, Jacqueline, what does the data say in terms of first-year admits and legacy as opposed to non-legacy students? What percentage in New York, for instance, are legacy students, if you have that? So one, so one of the, that's a great question. One of the key issues that we actually have when it comes to understanding the data is that we don't get disaggregated data within this state. We actually at EARN, our national affiliate, and EARN New York have actually called for more transparency when it comes to data. What we do know, though, nationally, 
uh, similar to the poll that Roland just pulled up uh, uh, talking about Harvard, is that 23% of students we know nationally are admitted through legacy admissions. There are more students admitted through the legacy preference than there are through affirmative action. That's a fact. But what we mm. do need in this state and also nationally, and it is one of our calls to action, is we need more disaggregated data and transparency around it because my guess is that those numbers are higher. What we do know in terms of the ecosystem here, as I mentioned before within New York, is that we have 70 colleges public and private, who have this question on their application. 59% of the public and private colleges within New York in 2022 had this had the legacy question on the, its application. And we live in a state that is, and particularly a city, that is so diverse. We have a huge conglomerate of students, a huge population of students who identify as first generation, um, at, similar to what Roland was speaking about before. Listen, I went to an HBCU. I went to a city university, part of our uh, public university system here in New York. And I also went to an Ivy League school. I've been through all types of modalities in New York. And what I can say is when I was going to that to the public university here, I had to hold down a full-time job while going to school full-time and also doing extracurricular activities. So the playing field is not equal, and I think that it isn't fair to necessarily relegate this to just that question as well. It's also about access to opportunity. Students need to have access to uh, top uh, universities within our country, but it shouldn't be necessarily only based on if your parents who had access when other groups who have been disproportionately uh, marginalized in this country didn't have access. I don't think that that's fair equitable. Uh, well, uh, let, we look forward to seeing what happens there in the New York State Legislature. Uh, it will be uh, very, uh, I can't wait to see what the arguments are as well for the people who are going to be defending it, but they also are yes. against uh, affirmative action. Always right. show the hypocrisy. Jacqueline, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Folks, we'll come back. A white state superintendent who supposedly overschools. This fool literally said, we should talk about the Tulsa race massacre, but we should leave out race. The shit is called the Tulsa race massacre. I'll be back on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Next on A Balanced Life, we're talking everything from prayer to exercise to positive affirmations and everything that's needed to keep you strong and along your way. That's on a next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, on Black Star Network. On the next Get Wealthy, did you know that the majority of households headed by African-American women don't own a single share of stock? No wonder the wealth gap continues to widen. Next on Get Wealthy, you're going to hear from a woman who decided to change that. have been blessed um, with uh, good positions, uh, good pay. Um, but it wasn't until probably in the last couple of years that I really um, invested in myself to get knowledge about what I should be doing with that money and how to productively use it. Right here on Get Wealthy on Black Star Network. 
next on The Frequency with me, Dee Barnes. The shooting of Megan Thee Stallion and the subsequent trial of Tory Lane. Megan has been treated like the villain. The experience that Megan went through is something that all Black women face when we are affected by violence. This is something that's called massage noir. There's a long history of characterizing Black women as inherently bad in order to um, justify our place in the society. Next on The Frequency with me, Dee Barnes. Hi, I'm Joe Marie Payton, voice of Sugar Mama on Disney's Louder and Prouder Disney Plus. And I'm with Roland Martin on Unfiltered. Lord, I tell you, it's always some stuck-on-stupid white folks in America. One of them is Ryan Walters. He is the Oklahoma State Superintendent of Schools. This dumbass, and I'm talking about dumbass, actually said this about the Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921. Tulsa Race Massacre not fall under your definition of CRT. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't address that part. I would never tell a kid that because of your race, because of your color of your skin, or your gender, or anything like that, you are less of a person or, an, or are inherently racist. That doesn't mean you don't judge the actions of individuals. Oh, you can absolutely, they, historically you should. This was right, this was wrong. They did this for this reason. But to say it was inherent in the, because of their skin is where I say that is critical race theory. You're saying that a race defines a person. I reject that. So I would say you be judgmental of the, of the issue, of the action, of the content, of, of, of the character of the individual, absolutely. But let's not tie it to the skin color and say that the skin color determined it. One more follow-up. How does the Tulsa race massacre not fall you. under your definition of Samario? Uh, I, I answered it. That, that's my answer. And again, I, I felt the like... The Tulsa race massacre was a race massacre. I, How does it not I, fall under CRT? I, I've answered your question. I do appreciate Very respectful. The hundred years of silence was about race. How does that not fall... How does that not qualify for CRT? I, I appreciate your question. That's how you light his dumb ass up. Demario Salomon Simmons, uh, co-founder of Justice for Greenwood, joins us right now. He represents uh, three of the survivors of the Tulsa 1921 Tulsa race massacre. I mean, this goes to show you, uh, Demario, the extent that... This is why also I wrote my book, White Fear. These, the white folks like this guy who want to act as if... Yeah, let's discuss the Tulsa race massacre... But let's leave race out of it. And this fool is over all schools in Oklahoma. Yes, sir. Roland, good to see you. I first want to say congratulations to your million, one million subscribers on YouTube. Very proud of you for that. Appreciate it. And Roland, listen, you're right. This guy's a, he's the steward and the Oklahoma Secretary of Education the superintendent for all schools. And people like Ryan Walters, this is what he said. It's so absurd, ridiculous, it's ahistorical. He's trying to brush aside the facts and the reality of what the massacre was about. Listen, they said their stated goal of the massacre was to run the Negro out of Tulsa. When they bombed and burnt down 40 square blocks, as this picture shows right here, it was for all of the black, the 10 to 12,000 black people that lived in, in Greenwood. 
After the massacre, listen, look at the postcard. Running the Negro out of Tulsa. I'm not making this up. And 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 then in the in the newspapers days after, then the city city of Tulsa government and the Tulsa County government, they said we want to make sure that we police these Negroes more aggressively, so quote unquote nigger town does not rise up again. These are the things that these people said at the particular time. And this is why it's so important to us at Justice for Greenwood that we continue to move forward this work because we have to fight these false absurd, ridiculous, false narratives that people like Ryan Walters want to put out into the world. And another reason why we are so hopeful that our case, our current case that's pending right now in the Tulsa County District Court will be allowed to move forward to trial so we can get the truth of what happened with the massacre and we can forever shut down people like Ryan Walters. See, this sort of reminds me of the white folks in Virginia uh, who did not want to deal with when the law was passed that the governor had to, when, when they kept folks with felony conviction from voting. And the, I mean, like literally, the law was passed and the lawmakers said on the floor, this is to keep the darkies from voting. That was the actual intent. Then years later, it's like, whoa, no, 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 no. That's not why we're continuing this. No, the, the record is clear. It was intended to keep the darkies from voting. No different than law in 1890 where they changed the Constitution and they added a whole slew of felony convictions in Mississippi to keep black people from voting. So white, there are white folks in this country who want to deny exactly why laws were created and those same laws are still impacting us today, but they didn't want to say, oh, no, 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 the intent and the motive has changed. The motive is the same. Well, it's, it's racial gaslighting rolling at, at its finest because not only do they want to be able to talk about laws that we know are specifically based upon race or things like the massacre are specifically based upon race, when it's something that's going to help us, then they say, oh, we don't want to do it that way. Think about the 14th Amendment. You know, the Supreme Court just gutted utilizing the 14th Amendment just uh, passed some, some terrible laws last week dealing with uh, college admissions, LGBT rights, et cetera, right? But the 14th Amendment, what is the original intent of the 14th Amendment? It was to help empower black people who were coming out of enslavement. It is a race-conscious law, and yet the Supreme Court is saying we cannot use this in a race-conscious matter because we don't think that's the way it should be interpreted, even though that's the original intent. So it's racial gaslighting. We deal with it each and every day all across this country and double time here in Oklahoma. The good news is, the good news is of people like Ryan Walters, people like uh, Donald Trump and others who are making it very plain to our people that this is a war that we're in. We're in a war for our freedom, our liberty, and our very lives. And we must organize. That's why I tell everyone that's looking at this right now, work with us at Justice for Greenwood, send us a donation, get on our newsletter, connect with us, and organize to fight against this. Because the other side is very organized, they're very motivated, and they have a very clear path for where they want to go. When they say make America great again, that means putting us in chains again, that's putting us back on plantations again, and that is taking away all our rights again. You know, and when you talk about fight, uh, you know, fighting the monarch...
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Let's also be clear, these same white folks for nearly 100 years may wanted no mention of the Tulsa Race Massacre in any book in the state of Oklahoma. That also was deliberate by white folks. Deliberate specifically in the continuing harm is because of race-based. It's all about racism. It's all about power. They want to continue to subjugate our ability to be free independent, wealthy, healthy individuals and communities in this nation. And the Tulsa Race Massacre in Greenwood and Black Wall Street was the greatest example of black wealth, black excellence, black education, black health. And they destroyed that specifically and they wanted to keep that story hidden from the history books because they don't want us to take the, the, our, our lessons and our cues and our inspiration from Greenwood. But the deal is this, Merlin, that justice for Greenwood and people like you, we're still fighting, we're still organizing, and we're meeting this threat head on. We said to Ryan Walters, I put out a statement today here in Oklahoma, and I'm saying it on your airways. Ryan Walters, we will continue to talk about the massacre. We will continue to fight for reparations for the massacre. We'll continue to fight for truth, justice, and equity for our three living survivors and all of the descendants throughout this entire country. There's nothing that Ryan Walters can say that will stop us from fighting until we get the justice and reparations that we absolutely deserve. And what also is needed we need more white folks like the one who was questioning him doing that, where it's not just black folks having to do all the work. That's true allyship. You know, that white person who showed up, that was a Republican, uh, uh, Cleveland County Republican meeting. So that meant someone had to go out of their way, go to that meeting, which was in a, in a library in Norman, Oklahoma, sit on the front row and specifically say, I'm going to challenge you I'm going to challenge you firsthand, right, right on hand. And I'm going to say that's not an easy thing to do here in Oklahoma because Oklahoma is a right-wing, deep-red, Republican, MAGA state. So we need those type of allies that will stand forward and be out on the front lines and will provide us the necessary power that they bring just with their white bodies. If a black person was maybe making those same questions at that location in Norman, Oklahoma, the police probably would have been called, no doubt. This is also why, uh, DeMario... 
why, why we have to show up at events like that. And, and I say this all the time, that elections are the end of one process at the beginning of another. You're there in a red state. Ryan, Wal yep. Ryan Walters has pissed off Republicans for being stupid. Yes. I mean, even they have said, he a dumbass. They've stripped right. him of his powers. But this is the kind of stuff where I'm saying we got to show up at, at town halls, at events like that, to challenge these folks, had a camera rolling, and to force them to answer to show how stupid they are. I totally agree, Roland. And we have to have the courage that the black men and women of Greenwood had when they showed up at that courthouse in 1921 when a white power structure wanted to lynch Dick Rowland downtown Tulsa. You had about 100 of the most prominent, wealthiest, most educated black men in the entire country that put everything on the line because they had the courage and the love of Dick Rowland to show up and say, you're not going to do this in our community. And that's what it takes. You have to sacrifice sometime your time. You got to sacrifice your comfort to go show up and be strong in the face of adversity. That's what the legacy of Greenwood is about. It is not just about the massacre and the destruction, but it is a legacy of power. It's a legacy of education. It's a legacy of wealth. It's a legacy of showing up for one another. And that's what we have to do in this moment as a community throughout this nation. We have to show up for one another. We have to organize together. We have to get money put our money together and fight these people as hard and as fast and as powerful as we possibly can. All right. Absolutely. Tomorrow's Solomon Simmons. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks a lot. Roland, always good to see you. Peace, brother. Holla. Kelly, I, I, again, this is... I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get our people to understand that we are in the middle of a war. Not a battle of a war. These people, first of all, we know it's been going on, but the election of Barack Obama really heightened this whole deal. But I still contend it was the death of George Floyd that caused many of these races to go, oh, shit. And it wasn't because of us. They freaked out when they saw young white kids out in the streets protesting. They freaked, freaked out when they saw them uh, inside of offices demanding change as well. So this attack, if you will, this attack on anything black, anything dealing with DEI, anything dealing with race, it absolutely is because they are, it's white fear, they are scared to death of losing power. Because at the end of the day, Roland, I feel like that's all they have. Um, they don't have the numbers. They don't necessarily have the influence. They absolutely do not have logic on their side. All they have is a power that they stole for centuries that they're trying to maintain and keep. And when you have uh, a generation that frankly, in my opinion, is probably the freest generation on record as far as thought, as far as movement, as far as, as culture is concerned. Yeah, you're right. They are scared because it's like, oh, wait, we, we didn't teach this generation how to be as racist as we are. We didn't teach this generation how to be as bigoted. Um, and we kind of can't anymore because the, 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 uh, it's out the bar now. You know, it's out the door. So they are doing everything they can in their power to 
you know, rewind the clock a little bit by way of these policies, by way of this rhetoric, um, by way of the superintendent thinking that he can get away with saying that the Tulsa race map ask her wasn't about race. It's like, if you say it enough times, maybe it'll be true. And I feel like that's the logic that they're trying to perpetuate. And it's frankly not going to work as effectively as they think it is because this generation is so smart, is so free, is so cultured outside of Eurocentricity, outside of the whiteness that my generation and generations prior are used to. Um, you know, Matt, um... Again, when we, when we start looking at, you know, what, what is happening here, um, a lot of people were blowing off the attacks against critical race theory. But they were very clear. Chris, Christopher Rufo, Rufo made it clear. They were trying to lump anything dealing with race under that banner to stoke white fear. How did Glenn Youngkin win in Virginia? Because white turnout increased. That's how he won. They, what they understand is, to, to, to Kelly's point, we look at the numbers. If they can stoke white fear, and if they can see, this last election was supposed to be the first time, was supposed to be the first time in American history that the total electorate of white, of, of white voters fell under 70%. In Virginia, it was around 74. In the 2020 election, same thing, was above 70. And so... They understand when you start dropping below 70% of the total electorate being white, then you are hitting that, you, you, you're moving towards that nation becoming a majority of people of color. That is what's freaking them out. And so they are trying to find every racial button to push in order to keep that white fear machine going. And every mechanism to, you know, aid that machine. I, I like it, Roland, when you pass it to me and you basically make the arguments I'm going to make. But you're right, 100 percent, particularly with CRT. I mean, we've talked about it a million times on the show, but that has become a dog whistle for anything race. And what's particularly insidious about people like Walters is they try to paint it like they have some moral high ground. If you listen to what he said, what he said is, oh, yeah, I want you to decry the action but you don't make it applicable to the person because of their race. When we all know that Tulsa race riots were about race, as the brother just said, right? I mean, that's all it was about. But what they try to do is repackage it and try to make it about some individual analysis of an individual person, despite the fact that whiteness is the primogenitor of all of it. It's the thing that's driving everything. So I think you're 100% right. And that goes part and parcel with things like uh, voter disenfranchisement and trying to make it harder to vote, right? Because those num it's a numbers game. Anybody who's invo been involved in any political campaign, it's all numbers. It's all where you're going to get the biggest turnout on your boxes, you know, what's the best precinct, all that stuff is all numbers. So it's all metrics, and it's all a matter of decreasing the numbers of us participating and increasing relatively the numbers of them participating as the overall number dwindles. So I think you're exactly right in your analysis. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. This right here, this right here, um, Michael, is why... I spend so much time trying to explain to black people, don't get caught up in dumb shit. (laughs) Don't don't get caught up, don't get caught up in um, these silly arguments and these silly uh, debates, things along those lines. I I mean, here's a perfect example. And, and, I, and I had to sit here, and, and so you take uh, uh, Brianna uh, Joy Gray. She, she tweeted this nonsense earlier. Uh, endorsing Joe Biden now is a betrayal of progressive interest. It was true of Bernie Sanders' endorsement, and it's true of AOC. Most Democrats don't want Biden to run. Bernie and AOC are tragically out of step with the movement and the moment. Well, first of all, most people don't want to run because he's too old, but he's running. So I responded to her. Uh, and I said, oh, please, that's utter BS. You, you must enjoy losing. The, mo- the moment Biden won in 2020, we knew he was running for re-election. This ain't the Sims. It's reality. Bernie Sanders knows it, too. This is the rationale that led to Trump winning and getting three SCOTUS picks. She, she then goes, people like Roland Martin will try to guilt and shame you into selling your vote cheap. The corporate Democratic Party cannot exist without your cooperation. It's your right to stop cooperating, demand more. Uh, and then, of course, you know, I, I, I couldn't uh, leave it there. So I had to respond uh, to that foolishness. Uh, and I said, nah, Brianna, I'm not stuck on stupid. I'm in Virginia. I saw white turn on increase to let Yunkin. I saw what happened when CRT was bullshit and used to drive white fear. You have taken L's in elections because you desire the perfect. I understand power. Losers have none. The thing yeah. that we have to understand, that we have to keep saying to black people, Michael, all across this country, and I don't care whether your ass call yourself a freedman, FBA, B1, ADOS, whatever the hell, the folk on the other side don't give a damn what letter you use. You can holler freedman, FBA, B1, ADOS, uh, you can call yourself whatever the hell. All th- Their whole deal is to keep your ass in your place. And what I understand is, I understand the simple math. There are two parties, Republican and Democrat. One don't give a damn. One empowers Stephen Miller, who's stopping the black farmers from getting their money. He's threatening law schools. One appointed three supports, three Supreme Court justices who rule against us in critical cases. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't fight, challenge, push, go hard against Democrats. But if I know evil wants to take my ass out, 
I ain't trying to coexist with evil. And what I'm not going to do is sit my ass at home and allow the other evil folk to vote and elect people, and then I sit back and bitch and moan and go, I can't believe they did that. I can because they told your dumb ass they were going to do it. Yeah, you know, as much as I loathe and despise Donald Trump, uh, practically everything he did, he told you ahead of time he was going to do it. Your ass was just too stupid to believe him and do the research. He told you he was going to do it. He told you he was going to only nominate Supreme Court justices who would overturn Roe versus Wade. He told you he he told you he was going to nominate uh, federal judges. He told you he was going to unleash the police. He ran on the platform of Blue Lives Matter. OK, so all the things that he did, he told you he was going to do ahead of time. But people like that. See, see, now, th this is one of the problems with the 2016 presidential election. You had a lot of these woke ass progressives out here, people like uh, Dr. Uh, 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 Dr. Eddie Glaude on, uh, on MSNBC, who sat his ass on MSNBC and told people, don't vote for president. In 2016, he said, vote for everything except president. My what TV one show said it, and I was like, no, nah, bro, I ain't feeling that. Yeah. So so but then he but but then he found out fat meat is greasy. I don't know why they still have him on uh 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 MSNBC. He, now now on, on Deadline White House, on Nicole Wallace's show, he said he apologized, you know, for saying that. Uh this was maybe a year or two ago. He said he had too much faith in white people. Wait a second, you got a PhD and you and you're that ignorant not to see this not to see this domestic terrorist threat coming named Donald Trump, who ran on the platform of law and order, which was a throwback to Richard Nixon in 1968, who ran on the platform of law and order, which means protect white people and lock up African Americans. But the person that you tweeted with, I don't go back and forth with people like this. This is what I do. I drop this on a proper documentation, ends all conversation. Read fact sheet, the Biden Harris administration advances equity and opportunity for black Americans and communities across the country. That's at whitehouse.gov. It's about 36 pages. It breaks down how the policies of the Biden-Harris administration are helping and benefiting the African-American community. Now, you compare that to what Republicans are doing. You compare that to what independents are proposing. This is stuff that's actually happening or they are working on. So we have to understand you, you're not going to find perfect candidates just like you don't have perfect constituents. And this is one of the problems with a lot of these people who are so idealistic don't understand history, never read the U.S. Constitution, and sit up here, if they can't find somebody that's perfect, then they're not going to vote. The, one of the most important things I learned from the 2016 presidential election is how much BS white people would take to achieve their goal. For many people who voted for Trump, he wasn't their first, second, third, fourth, or fifth candidate. Okay, he wasn't their first, second, third, fourth, or fifth choice. But they said this is about the Supreme Court. They said this is about controlling the federal bench. They said this is about overturn, overturning Roe versus Wade. They saw him as a means to an end. Okay, they were willing to hold their nose and use him as a tool to accomplish what they wanted. We have to do the same thing. I'm neither Democrat nor Republican, but I sure as hell ain't stupid. We need to understand how to use politicians and the Democratic Party as a tool to accomplish what we want, and that has to be by mastering history, economics, law, and politics. Speaking of, uh, as, a, as a tool, coming up next, we're going to talk about uh, a new social media app uh, that aims to offer an alternative to Twitter. It is uh, Black-owned, Black-controlled. Some of these people are still whining about here. Oh, I can't stand the people who complain about stuff and they ain't never launched a damn business in their life. We'll be talking with one of the co-founders of Spiel next on Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Next on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr. The United States is the most dangerous place for a woman to give birth. 
among all industrialized nations on the planet. Think about that for a second. That's not all. Black women are three times more likely to die in this country during childbirth than white women. These healthcare systems are inherently racist. Um, there are a lot of white supremacist ideas and mythologies around black women, black women's bodies, even black people that we experience painless, right? Activist, organizer, and fearless freedom fighter Monifa Akinwole Bandele from Moms Rising joins us and tells us this shocking phenomenon, like so much else, is rooted in unadulterated racism. And that's just one of her fights. Monifa Bandele on the next Black Table here on the Black Star Network. I'm Faraji Muhammad, live from LA. And this is The Culture. The Culture is a two-way conversation. You and me, we talk about the stories, politics, the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. So join our community every day at 3 p.m. Eastern and let your voice be heard. Hey. We're all in this together, so let's talk about it and see what kind of trouble we can get into. It's The Culture, weekdays at 3, only on the Black Star Network. Hello, I'm Jamia Pugh. I am from Coatesville, Pennsylvania, just an hour right outside of Philadelphia. My name is Jasmine Pugh. I'm also from Coatesville, Pennsylvania. You are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Stay right here. Two former Twitter employees joined forces to create what some are dubbing uh, Twitter's rival or the true black Twitter. Devaris Brown was a product manager lead. Alfonso Fons Terrell was the global head of social and editorial. The duo created the social platform Spill, which navigates nuances of black culture and rewards users. Alfonso Fons Terrell co-founder and CEO joins me now live from L.A. LaFonso, glad to have you here. Uh, and so, uh, j jump right off to it. You, you, you've heard, people, people used to kill me when they would holler, black Twitter, black Twitter, black Twitter. And there were some people who just, who would just hold it on to that. And I kept saying, we don't own that shit. <laughs> I'm like, we're contributing to it. And then what we do, what we do as black people, and I say this all the time, we make everybody else stuff sexy, and we make them rich. We did it with Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We could go on and on and on. Yet when somebody black creates something, folks start, they want to be perfect. Uh, Y'all launched Spill, it dropped, what, so you dropped it what, this week? Uh, about three weeks ago. About three weeks ago. And so let's just start out this way. Y'all are in beta mode. Please explain to the slow-ass people what beta mode means. Sure, sure. So, again, Roland, thank you for having me. We're excited to talk to you. Um, you know, Spill, uh, our journey began about seven months ago. Uh, I was part of the first wave of layoffs um, uh, when Elon Musk took over the company. And me and Devaris, uh, my co-founder, we had met originally at Twitter, um, really set out to solve exactly the problems that you're laying out. You know, black culture, queer culture has always driven all the coolness on every single platform and, and in popular culture in general. And we're often uncredited. 
uh, undercompensated. And more importantly, we get the majority of hate on these platforms. And so that was really the core problem we set out to solve with Spill. Um, we were uh, just a ragtag group. We had a really small, really small team um, that announced the project about seven months ago. We had over 50,000 signups uh, in the first week. And we've been building for basically the last six months. And so three weeks ago, we released our invite-only beta. And beta means we are still testing. Uh, we have a lot to build. We're a very new company. Um, but we were just overwhelmed with uh, some incredible outpouring of support over the past uh, week uh, when there was a interest in you know checking out other new alternatives. And so we find ourselves here today having been the number one social app in the Apple apps, excuse me, in the Apple app store. And over 150,000 people have joined Spill in the last week. So uh, we're really excited. So let, let, let me, look, let's deal with this here because you said invite only. And again, for the people who don't know what the hell they're talking about, I had to jam up some woman this week who was going off on Twitter to April Rain. Uh, uh, you know, how dare they make this invite only? Uh, I know the answer, but explain to people when you're when you're launching a product, and let's be clear, you don't have Facebook money like with threads. How you have to enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council properly build and grow. Yeah, exactly. So invite only really is a tool not to gatekeep. I want to be clear about that. Uh, it's really to ensure that we can gradually grow and make sure that we're getting the right amount of testers into the product uh, so we can learn and adapt and adjust. Uh, this is a process that takes a good amount of time. Uh, we're going to be an invite only for a little while longer, but I assure you and to everyone else, out there who's, you know, on the wait list or, you know, on an Android phone, we're coming, we're going to get to you. Uh, but we really want to make sure the platform is really strong uh, and can, can deliver on the vision that we've laid out before we let all, all the folks in. Okay. So now I, I want to stay there again. So again, for the really slow people, what they don't understand is server time costs money. Ooh. And so if y'all just made it through this thing out there, 
all of a sudden, if this thing totally blows up, your expenses all of a sudden shoot up dramatically because the servers have to be able to handle that level of traffic. Server space, server time, that's money. Well, and especially it's server time, it's support, customer support. When you have thousands of people who might have misspelled their email wrong and are emailing us uh, constantly, we need to have those tools in place. Uh, it's moderation. It's making sure that, you know, the platform, you know, is as safe as we can make it uh, so that when you arrive, you're having an amazing experience. Uh, but for us, it's really important that the communities that we have set out to serve, again, black folks, queer folks, other marginalized groups, when you come to the platform, that's what you're going to experience at Spill. Anyone can join, but you are going to see these communities that we're, you know, that we come from and that what we're supporting. And yeah, this this Spill here and, you know, shout out to Questlove and everyone. It's been really beautiful to see that happening in real time, but we have to make sure we build this intentionally um, so that it doesn't turn into what we already know social media can devolve into. Well, and, and again, as, as somebody who created this show, the goal was always a network, but I couldn't build the network first. I had to build the show. I had to do proof of concept. I didn't start off with 15 people. We started off with three and then just and, and built from there. That's how you grow a business. Uh, and the other thing is this here, and, 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 and I, I saw this with Isaac Hayes III's app fan base, and I see this all the time where a lot of black people are super critical, again, of black creators. Let me remind people, Twitter and Facebook was shit when it launched. What I mean by that is it had glitches, it had technical problems, they were constantly updating things. So pe people are looking at Spiel going, why don't they have this and this and this and this? Twitter didn't have those things, okay? I remember Instagram, you couldn't even do, well, I think, what was it, uh, initially a 10-second video? Right. And then they went from there. And so that's also the thing that people have to understand. We got black, and I'm going to say this, you ain't got to say it. I'm going to say it. Black people. We have got to give black creators the same runway we give white folks. Go ahead. Billion percent. And no, and I would just add to that, I think, you know, we, I'm super proud of our team. We have a team of Black folks, I am black, my co-founder is black. The team that is building Spill is black. Our lead funders are black. The majority of the vendors that we use are black. And in the last four months, with the money that we raised on our own in an environment where black founders raised less than 2% of venture capital every year to be able to raise money in this environment and build a platform in less than five months, that could withstand a surge of traffic that would grow our audience by 30x. And we didn't go down. We had a couple little glitches, that's normal, but I'm just so proud of my team. And I'm so proud of what's happening and I'm so appreciative of all the people that are checking it out and you know helping uh, spread the word about Spill. So that's that's all I have to say there. Well, uh, now, now, so now when you talk about, so, and I saw some tweets on this here. Because you've also got some people who are saying, why isn't this for black people only? Mm -hmm. And I think you put a video out where you sort of spoke to this. Yeah. Yeah, I think the most important thing for everyone, we were clear about this from the beginning. We wanted to build a platform that's centered 
black folks, queer folks, and other marginalized groups from the beginning. We've been consistent about this for the last seven months. And I think what we saw was in the excitement of people coming onto the platform, there were some assumptions made and, and honestly people reacting to seeing, you know, a couple of white folks here or there on spill that this was, you know, atrocious or something like that um, and behaving badly and just not really upholding, you know, decorum, uh, respect, you know, for anyone, which is antithetical to the values of what we're building. And so I put out that message really intended for the community to really recenter and say, hey, this is for us. We are building this for us unequivocally. But you have that doesn't give us the license to bully other people on the platform. Why would we do that when we've experienced that ourselves? So that's really where we come from. But the mission of Spill will always, again, to be building and center Black folks, queer folks, other marginalized groups, because it's a problem that no one else is going to solve but us. Well, it's so like it's so like me. I mean, look, I have this show here, and obviously with my content, with my guests and my subject matter, I'm targeting African Americans. But I got white guests who come on. I've got white folks who watch the show. So I can't see his. I mean, literally, I got a I got a letter from a seventy year a guy a seventy year old white gay man who contributed to our Bring the Funk fan club. So what am I supposed to do? Say, oh no, you a white gay dude? I'm sending your money back. Hell no. And I'm glad that he's watching yeah. the show and he said, I am learning things I never even knew existed. Hello. Exactly, and that's exactly the point, right? Like. One, we want a space that anybody can benefit from what we're building. But when we come to like the creator economy, for example, and you've talked, you know, probably heard so much about other social platforms promising black creators or queer creators, oh, you get a party this month or you get, you know, you get a fund over here. Um, we want creators that we are centering on our platform to be able to benefit from any audience that wants to come and enjoy their content. And that's a big part of this. Uh, and we're really trying to create an ecosystem here. Um, and I think that's something that maybe people haven't seen before that, yes, we can build, we can be black, we can build for black communities and everyone can enjoy it. And that can be an amazing business. I think that's really, we're overdue for something like that. Uh, hold tight one second. I got to go to a break. We come back. A panel got some questions for you as well, folks. We're talking with the co-founder of the Black-owned created app, Spiel. It's a social media app uh, that if you want to get on Twitter, uh, be on Spiel. Yes, uh, I'm on Spiel, like all of my other accounts, at Roland S. Martin. So we'll continue our conversation when we come back. Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Remember, YouTube, hit the like button. If y'all watching on YouTube, hit the like button. Uh, we should easily be at 1,000, 2,000 likes. It impacts the algorithm, which also impacts it being recommended, which impacts money that we make. So, one, that's Matt. That's important, too. Download our Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Also, contribute to our Breed of Funk fan club. Y'all, this show ain't cheap. Uh, and so, bottom line is, this stuff actually costs. Uh, we're fighting the good fight for advertising, but uh, it's real. So, your dollars make a huge difference for us to do what we do. Same check-in money orders to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash App, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal, R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale, rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. And be sure to get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds at Bookstores Nationwide. Download your copy on Audible. Order on Amazon. We'll be right back. Hatred on the... 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. Blackstar Network is here. Oh, no punch! It's a real uh, revolutionary right now. Uh, thank you for being the voice of Black America. All momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Devon Frank. I'm Dr. Robin B., pharmacist and fitness coach, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, talking with the co-founder of the uh, app Spiel. You can follow them on Twitter at SpielMob. Same thing on Instagram. You can download the app. Uh, right now, it is iPhone only. Y'all, that ain't new. It's a whole slew of apps that have always been iPhone first, and then Android came second as they developed the app. Uh, and so that's important. Let's go to our panel. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kelly, you first. 
Sure. Um, first of all, thank you for even creating this platform. I absolutely love it. I'm on it all the time. Actually, I check that now before I even check my Twitter because I love it so much. Um, my question to you is actually a personal one because I would actually love to spill while I am doing Roland. Um, is there mm -hmm. in the future going to be a desktop version similar to other platforms? And also, how can I help out? I'm already on spill. Uh, first of all, amazing. Thank you. We are so happy to hear that. That means so much. Um, we we do have desktop uh, on the roadmap. I won't say it's coming immediately soon. The priority next is going to be uh, Android, among a few other things. But um, it is definitely on the roadmap, and we know we want to make the tools, um, especially for journalists and other content creators in the space, to be as easy as possible uh, to use the platform. Uh, so more to come there. And then, yeah, how to help you know spread the word. We are uh, dropping uh, a special code just for you guys here on Roland Martin. Uh, if anybody wants to join Spill, uh, the code is SPILLMOB, S-P-I-L-L-M-O-B. So just share it with your friends and your networks and uh, let them know that this is really for us. Uh, first of all, repeat that again. Say it again. S-P-I-L-L-M-O-B, so, SPILLMOB. So that's code. the uh, promo code for the Roland Martin Unfiltered family? Yes, you all guys got it. All right, folks, y'all got it right there. So stop sending me tweets saying, "Yo, how can I get the hookup for a code?" This is why you got. This is why you got to support this show and watch this show. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to uh, Matt. So first, Fonz, congratulations. This is uh, extraordinary. I'm super happy for you, and it sounds like y'all have done everything you could possibly do to make an extraordinary um, platform. But to that end, I actually had a question for you about less about the, the platform and more about your venture capital kind of um, progress. So what advice would you have for other black creators who want to create things but maybe don't know how to go through the VC process? What did you find in terms of best practices to really optimize that process? It's a great question. Uh, this is my first venture back startup, so I had a lot of the same questions when we began. And I think it really does underscore the importance of Black-owned media networks so that we can tap into the incredible emerging Black tech community. Um, we're happy to share some information. In fact, if you guys pop on Spill, uh, we'll share some of this after the show. Uh, but yeah, I reached out. I was just fortunate enough to be in the circles having joined Twitter. I would have known no one <laughs> in the venture space. Uh, but I reached out out to you know other black employees at Twitter and I was just like how do we do this and you know my co-founder uh, has an incredible amount of experience in fundraising and um, that was really how we began uh, but it really underscores the importance of these networks that if you don't ask and we're available again on spill you can hit us up uh, you will never know and we need to distribute this information amongst our community but there are incredible funds out there I want to shout out Mac venture capital uh, our lead uh, investor who um, you know, it's black owned, you know, they support macro films as well. Uh, there's an incredible network of, you know, again, black owned firms or, you know, black uh, VCs uh, who are out there and looking for us. And if I can, you know, offer any advice just for people thinking about starting something or building something, um, do it. Just do it. The whole, the only difference between you and anybody else you've seen out there is audacity. That's the one message I would love to pass along because that's how we got here. All right, then, uh, Michael. 
Yes. Hey, Alfonso, this is fantastic, and I'm trying to sign up right now. Now, uh, did you say that this is only for iPhone uh, users? Because it's in my Google Play Store. Is it available on Android? It is not. So thank you for calling that out. <laughs> okay. Uh, there are some imposters out there. So just so everybody knows, we are not on Android yet. We're working on getting that taken down. Uh, but yes, just for iPhone only right now. But we will have Android uh, as soon as we can get it out. Okay, so uh, very quickly, uh, I have a million followers on my fan page and 66,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. If I were to buy an iPhone, are there easy ways that I could market and bring those subscribers over to uh, Spiel? It's a great question. Yeah, for right now, we're actually working on um, a QR code that anybody who can zap it. So when you create your profile on Spill, this is this is to come. Uh, but okay. if uh, you just post that QR code, anybody can join Spill and automatically follow you. That's something coming down the pike that we're working on. Um, so more to come in that realm. We know that's a priority for everyone who's trying to migrate their audiences over. Uh, but I would venture, based on the growth that we've seen over the last weekend, there might be a lot of people who already know you. <laughs> <laughs> over there. Right. Yeah, the African History Network. Okay, we'll talk. I'll get your number from Roland. We'll talk. So, um, in, in terms of, uh, and again, you know, uh, the reason we have this Tech Talk segment where we feature African Americans who own technology platforms uh, is to introduce folks uh, to many folks who don't even realize some of these things exist. And, and, and the thing that I'm always talking about is a lot of people just really have no idea, no clue uh, what it means to actually launch a business, to build a business. Pre-COVID, there were 2.6 million black-owned businesses in America. 2.5 million had one employee. And so the reality is only, so only 100,000 of our black-owned businesses have one employee. And so uh, just talk about why it's critically important for you to temper expectations, also uh, to temper the urge to grow, 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 to ensure that... You don't blow up. You don't. You, you aren't great for three, six months, and then all of a sudden you're out of business because you ain't got no money. Hundred percent. The you know for context again, eight months ago, I was fired. <laughs> I didn't have a job, and I think a lot of people in tech in just broader you know corporate America have been going through this you know uh, all year, and it's been incredibly you know it was incredibly risky. Uh, to even consider taking on a, a venture like this, um, especially with not having, you know, personally a proven track record in in starting companies from the beginning, and what we've accomplished to raise three point two million dollars to have built a beautiful platform that works and is. You know, unlike any other social experience, I believe that has ever existed before, to be number one in the Apple App Store in the social application section, um, ahead of WhatsApp, ahead of Facebook, and to be mentioned in the same, you know, as a competitor already to uh, a trillion-dollar company's new product, uh, you know, it's just remarkable. And at the same time. We are a small, small team. We are just getting started, and we have a lot more to build to make sure that our vision becomes the reality that we've laid out uh, and that everyone can enjoy. So we are not actually chasing massive, massive growth at this moment. We want to continue to welcome you know, people who are willing to join the community on Spill and help us test and help us make it better. Uh, but you haven't even seen anything yet. we got a whole bunch of stuff coming when we get more towards our general uh, launch 
launch, uh, which is not too far off. And But yeah, you're exactly right. Platforms come and go every single day. We are building Spill for the next 20 years and, and beyond. Uh, so we're not going to rush it at the expense of the, the experience of the product. Uh, we'll ask, how, uh, how long do you anticipate being in beta mode? I'd say, you know, I will never, it's tempting to give concrete dates. We, we're not going to do that. I learned the hard way <laughs> earlier this year. Um, I would say we're going to be in beta mode as long as we need to be in beta mode. And we are going to be, but we're moving as fast as we possibly can, of course. We are, you know, to have built the platform that we have uh, to even be in beta in, in less than five months is truly remarkable. So uh, expect, you know, stay tuned with us, stay close. Uh, you've got the code, you know, build with us. And um, we'll have, I'm sure, a lot of exciting announcements to come later this year. Uh, all right then, uh, and uh, you know I would look what, what you know what I would suggest. Look, I've been in black media, black on media for a very long time. Uh, to me, I'm a firm believer locking down the base, and so I think uh, it's, it's also critically important uh, for you guys uh, targeting black ra black radio, uh, black newspapers. Uh, you know, uh, again, uh, letting folks know uh, because the reality is, uh, and I just know this from experience with a lot of our uh, companies that we we featured. Uh, look. The dollars y'all raised at $3.2 million, look, you got to keep that in the company. Uh, it's very difficult trying to compete against these uh, trillion dollar companies uh, when it comes to marketing as well. Uh, and so that's why word of mouth and growing organically. And a lot of people out there, and again, everybody, I love it how everybody in their mama is a business expert. <laughs> who gives y'all advice and they ain't never open a damn business. Uh, but we just crossed, you know, the million threshold uh, on YouTube. We're growing our app. And so the rally is uh, we, we've done uh, virtually, uh, you know, no dollars spent on advertising because, frankly, we didn't have the money. And so growing organically uh, is, is so much more important because once you go down that road of dropping crazy money on marketing, then you're like, a, you're like an addict. And you're just going to keep dropping it. So uh, I think the way y'all are doing it, is absolutely smart, and the only advice that I would give all the people who are all, all people who are haters is let them keep chirping, and then just keep building because they're gonna always be there running their mouths. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, Roland. I appreciate that, and congratulations on the million threshold. That's incredible. Uh, appreciate it, Alfonso. Thanks a bunch, uh, folks. Uh, as he said, if you're looking for uh, the code uh, in order to download uh, the app Spill, it is Spill Mob, okay? And again, they're on iPhone. You Android folks, calm down. It's not our fault you got an inferior phone. But uh, again, uh, they're going to be uh, on Android very soon. And remember what he said. If you see Spill right now on the Google Play Store, that's a trash BS imposter app. Do not download it. They are not on Android. Be sure to spread the word. I'll be sure to post that on social as well. Alfonso, thanks a bunch. Good luck. Thank you so much, Roland. See you on Spill. All right. Yes, indeed. All right, folks. Um, let me just say this here, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate this because it needs to be said. I love black people. I fight for black people. I've spent more years in black-owned media than any other platform. But one of the things that absolutely drives me crazy is when I watch black people launch something and then other black people bitch, moan, 
and complain and tear it apart. And I watch us give white creators loads of runway to make mistakes. It angers me when I hear black people say, ooh, I once hired a black electrician, it didn't work out. I've hired a lot of white people who didn't do some stuff right. I didn't go, well, I ain't never hired nobody white again. We can be our own worst enemies. We can be the biggest critics of our own people when it comes to something. I literally watched this with Isaac Hayes and fan base. Folks were saying, you don't have this, and you don't have that, and you don't have this, and you don't have that. They, they were literally comparing a black-owned, black-created app that at that point had raised about $3 million to an app over here where $500 million to a billion had been invested in. Let me explain something to y'all. If you can drop $500 million on developing an app and you've got 100 engineers and you've got marketers and you've got all these different people, but then over here you've got a team of 10 or 15, that ain't hard to figure out. So what I'm going to ask is, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to ask a lot of our folk to literally shut the hell up. Allow the spill team to methodically build. Because a lot of y'all who run in y'all mouths, y'all ain't never built shit. You ain't never spent your own money. You've never built a business. You've never hired, you've never fired. And then when you're putting your own money into something, your ass is on the line. Your family's well-being is on the line. So it's real easy to sit in the comfort of your home and say, well, they should be doing this, they should be doing that. But you ain't never built nothing. So let's praise Spill Mob for what they've done and watch them grow. Let's praise Isaac Hayes and fan base for what they're doing and watch them grow. And let's give them the same runway to be able to make mistakes and correct them as we did Facebook, as we did Twitter, as we did Vine, as we did Snapchat, as we did TikTok, as we did Instagram, as we did Clubhouse, and I, as we did LinkedIn, and I can go on and on and on and name you all of these apps and tech companies that black people never owned, that we never built, that few of them even employed us, yet we gladly gave them all of our talents and energies, and now they're worth billions of dollars, and then we're running around hollering about the lack of black wealth creation. 
if all the folk out here, if you download Spill, they grow. They become valuable. If everybody watching or listening downloaded Fanbase, they grow. They build. And when they grow and build, they can raise more money to get better, to improve the product. And then all of a sudden, we're now competing on an equal playing field. Just be mindful of that when you start running your mouth criticizing some folks who actually had the courage to create a product that serves the interest of black folks. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I'll be back. I'm rolling back and filtered on the Blackstar Network. When you talk about blackness and what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns. This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause too long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, raise $100,000. We're behind 100000 so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037- 0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. My early days on the road, I've learned, well, first of all, as a musician, uh, I studied not only uh, piano, but I was also drummer and percussion. I was all city percussion as well. So I was one of the best in the city on percussion. There you go. Also studied uh, trumpet, uh, cello, violin, and bass. 
and any other instrument I could get my hand mm -hmm. on. And, and, and with that study, I learned again what was for me. I learned to what, what it meant to do what the instruments in the orchestra meant to each other in the relationships. Right. So that prepared me to be a leader. That prepared me to lead orchestras and to conduct orchestras. That prepared me to know, uh, to be a leader of men, they have to respect you and know that you know the music. You have to be the teacher of the music. You have to know the music better than anybody. There you go. Right, so you can't walk in unprepared. I am Tommy Davidson. I play Oscar on Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. Right now, I'm rolling with Roland Martin, unfiltered, uncut, unplugged, and undamn believable. You hear me? Do y'all recall the viral video of a black girl trying to get her diploma? Uh, and she did a little dance, and the principal decided not to give her a diploma, well, guess what? That, that principal, she's out. Lisa Messi, uh, the, former, the, the former principal at the Philadelphia High School for Girls, was replaced following a public outcry calling for accountability. Um, although the students eventually received their diplomas after the ceremony, the incident left them and their families feeling embarrassed and unsatisfied with the resolution. After the incident, the Philadelphia High School for Girls temporarily appointed Janice Butler as a substitute principal. It remains unclear whether Lisa Messi will return to the school. Good, Kelly. That's exactly what the hell should happen. I'm sick of these, I'm sick of these dumbass principals and these college presidents and other people acting a fool because somebody does a little dance. Yeah, it's graduation. Just stay in your ass there, give them they 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and say, appreciate it, thank you much, move along. Exactly, and it kind of takes away from the point of a graduation, which is supposed to be celebratory. It's supposed to be jubilant. And again, it kind of goes back to my uh, point regarding uh, the Tulsa Race Massacre and these kids who really are the most free generation that we've ever had. They are the freest as far as thought, as far as culture, as far as autonomy. And for you to basically cultivate these children to think for themselves and think critically and basically be like, you can do whatever you want to do. And then they finally do what they want to do. And then you and, and you punish them for it. It's incredibly disingenuous as a principal, as an adult in general, to to stifle that child's life and that child's light. Um, especially for ceremonies such as graduation. So, um, yeah, good riddance, because clearly that principal didn't get it. Uh, I mean, it just, I mean, they drive me crazy with this, Matt. Um, and, uh, we had one video that we showed where they actually had cops at the graduation snatching folks for celebrating. That's stupid. <laughs> I mean, it, it's stupid. People should be able to enjoy it. It's a momentous occasion in their lives, you know? And honestly, it's not like anybody's going to remember if they violated decorum. And all of that is really, to use the term gatekeeping, I mean, it's this idea that you can't even express joy, happiness, pride in your, uh, your accomplishment unless you do it in the way that we prescribe and that we sanction. And that's stupid. So, I mean, it's dumb. This principal should not have wasted her time on this, and she's gone for a good reason. And I hate that this kind of thing happens. I think people should be able to enjoy themselves. I mean, when my kids graduate, I'm going to be there with an air horn. Mark my words.
<laughs> look, look, now I'm gonna show you I'm gonna show you this here, Michael. So, first of all, it's a bad, it's a bad, it's a, it's a it came from a personal video uh, on uh, YouTube. So I'm gonna need my grambling people to do me a favor. I'm gonna need y'all to get me a, a real quality copy of the commencement speech I gave at Grambling 12 years ago. Uh, I got the audio version, but I need the video version. But this is the cell phone video uh, that was shot uh, by somebody who was in the audience. And so, so let me tell you what, tell you what happened, uh, Michael. So, so the then president, uh, uh, he, um, he, he comes up uh, and he, um, first of all, he says that, you know, graduation is a solemn occasion. Uh, and then they give the whole speech asking people, you know, not to, you know, make lots of noise and withhold your applause and, you know, all that stuff that they, you know, always do uh, at graduation, which uh, makes no sense to me. Um, and by the way, I hate pomp and circumstance. I'm like, can y'all jazz that sucker up, please? Uh, in fact, uh, when I did the Lamont Owen graduation, the brother was playing the piano. I said, hey, can you blacken that up? I, I need you to put some, some stank on that pomp and circumstance. He did. Uh, so uh, I'm trying to sit and play this video. Uh, are we having a problem with Wi-Fi in here? Is that what's going on? Uh, not sure why I can't play this video. So, um, uh, so we're at the Grandland graduation. Um, I then uh, say, okay, here we go. So let me reset it. So I say, listen, I ain't come down here. Uh, way the hell down, because I had to fly from D.C. to Dallas, Dallas to Shreveport, and they drove me uh, uh, to the Grambling campus. I said, I ain't come here for the symphonic band. So y'all got 60 seconds to make this thing funky, and this is what happened. <laughs> Michael, uh, I was like, y'all got to make this thing funky. Yeah, you know, uh, graduations are supposed to be uh, a celebration, and there's a lot of sacrifice that parents, that family made for this person to be able to walk across the stage and get their diploma. You know, now, as far as administration goes, I can, I can understand if you had, like in my graduating class from high school, it was like 500 people, right? So I can understand uh, you wanting to move things along. I can understand that. Stop. But so hold on, hold on. Video, How many people you said? 500. Man, that's a small graduation. Go on here. But this, this was high school. I got you, but that's still small. Like, I'm like, yeah, like but just do your little thing. School. But most people are doing the dance off stage. Right, right. So, 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 in looking at the video here with the uh, the Philadelphia High School for Girls, the little dance she did, she wasn't holding things up. Right. She was she was moving along as she was dancing, and then the the video 
uh, that uh, Channel 6 ABC did with her, uh, she was she was saying she was trying to calm like her family members down because she didn't want them to give a big response, things like this. So to withhold her diploma, you know, because of that, he, I, there's a ten, there's a tinge of racism in here also. That's all that is. That's all yeah. that is. It's just, I mean, I'm, but 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 it's not even. But Lord, like she didn't slow nobody down. Exactly. She just she did a little, just a little thing, and that's just. I, I, but I, but but the, the problem is when. Again, this is the basic thing. When we act like it's not, it's supposed to be a party. It's the, there are people who are walking across these stages who literally are first-time graduates. Yes. They first-time graduates. And I can't stand, mm -hmm. listen, I, every somebody put in the chat, they said Rose just took over graduation. Listen, my ass, the speaker, I got speak, I got commencement speaker rights. And so, and, and what gets me is when people don't understand the moment. Uh, eight years ago, I did South Carolina State graduation. Now, they were going through some issues, some financial issues, all kind of stuff. Man, the dude who was with the alumni, his ass gave one of the most soul-depressing speeches I have ever... I, Turn to them. Y'all think I'm lying. Y'all know the show unfiltered, my ass unfiltered. I, turn, I said, who let his ass speak before me? <laughs> I said, man, this is a graduation. I said, this man just, just threw a whole wet blanket uh, over this joint. Well, so when I got up there, same thing. I said, hey, this is a celebration. This is a graduation. Same thing. South Carolina State. I'm gonna need y'all to send me a quality copy. I wish these people would send me these videos because I'm tired of these bad cell phone videos, especially when they're shooting vertical, not horizontal. Um, but here was somebody. Look, I told them to the South Carolina State band, "Hey, it's graduation. These folks went broke making sure these kids come through school. Let's rock this joint." I said, graduates, y'all ain't got to sit here and be all bougie and sedity. Nah, let's go in and enjoy graduation. Go to our pad. Circumstance bullshit. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. You know, you know, Roland, this is like the difference between the black church and the white church. Right! And black church service and white church service. This is this is like the difference <laughs> between those as well. You know, we put we bring that African spirituality, we bring that Africanness to it. So um, yeah, you know, we we and and if you make graduation boring, you will turn other people off from wanting to go to school, possibly, who because you just you it's not you have to be enthusiastic about this. So yeah, you know, more power to... They just I, I need just, more I, Sigmas out there. The Sigmas probably already graduated, though. They just needed some more Sigmas out there, though. But, you know... <laughs> the, I, the Probably the Sigmas already graduated. You know, those, those are the ones left behind. <laughs> oh, shout out to Cass Technical High School. I meant to say... Oh, damn. It, it, even the look on Kelly's face right now, I say, did he just say that bullshit? <laughs> the look on her face like Kelly, Kelly's wearing blue. She knew it was coming. Kelly ain't Kelly ain't Kelly, wearing Kelly y'all blue. blue. She, she knew. Kelly, go ahead. Kelly, go ahead. Cause cause Mike, I don't know what the hell he think he doing. I, I was <laughs> listen, it's 8.05. I was just like, don't start nothing. Don't, don't. Right. I don't know why he's sitting here wanting to throw that nonsense in, knowing damn well he knew them sick was on scholastic probation. Oh no, no. <laughs> again, again. <laughs> Again. No. <laughs> right. I I was trying to get through the show. Without, look, I was trying to get through the show without taking a shot. Without <laughs> t- without taking a shot uh, at uh, at uh, at you little sigmas. Uh, but you just want to go ahead and run your mouth. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna hit y'all with this one here. This is the last one. We about to go. So again, let me thank Kelly, Michael, and Matt for being on the show. So when I did the Jackson State commencement, y'all uh, in December. So y'all seen that video. Of the, of, the, of the former Jackson State uh, drum major uh, just going off at the graduation, that's only because I told the band, stop playing that damn symphonic music. Y'all need to play some Jackson State HBCU music. I'm going to say this, but look, I done done about 20 commencements, 18 HBCUs. For the last time, if you're going to be a black school, be a damn black school. Stop having them symphonic-ass bands and them choral-ass choirs Singing them tired, boring ass songs, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, y'all, y'all think I'm lying? 
I did Central State. What'd you say, Kelly? I was like, I, I was part of those choirs, but it's fine. That's it's fine. fine. Look, I give y'all one damn choral song, okay? But damn it, if you're gonna be at a black graduation, you better sing a gospel song. A gospel yes, song we, we know. We did. We did. Sing something black. We did. All right? How you go? How you go through four, five, six years? And you holler, "I'm a HBCU," and then you say, "Have like a white graduation." Enough of that. Sing the black national anthem. Black national anthem. James Enough Boy, of that. I did sing that. Man, by the way, I was too. the soloist for that. I was the singing man, by the way. What'd you say, I Matt? When I graduated from Howard, we came into African drums. It was it was magnificent. So that's I'm saying. How I'm just I'm just saying. Tough. I I shouldn't I shouldn't have to be the commencement speaker to say right. blacking this shit up. But the Jackson State Band, it was look, I was in a symphonic band in, in junior high, but mm-mm. It's graduation is a party. So for all y'all uh principals with a stick up your behind and you college presidents and you college uh provosts, I need y'all to sit your asses down and realize graduation ain't about you. It's about celebration of the graduates and the families. So I'm glad this principal is gone. And again, this was at Jackson State when I told a band, yo, let's get this thing lit before I speak. And my man got it going. Commencement speaker, we gonna bring the funk. Kelly, Michael, Matt, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, y'all. We got to go uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow on the campus of uh, Cramden Auditorium, uh, they're going to uh, have the uh, celebration of life uh, for Dr. Bill Spriggs. Normally, on a day like today, when the jobs report came out, uh, Bill would be uh, one of the folks we were called to be on the show. Uh, Bill passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, certainly uh, saddened by that. Uh, Bill Spriggs was uh, a, a, an amazing uh, economist. He was, of course, uh, someone we often called uh, when it came to uh, issues of economics. And so uh, this here uh, is the, uh, the flyer here. And so remembering labor economist William Spriggs, celebration of life, uh, and it's going to take place on the campus of Howard University, Cramden Auditorium, uh, tomorrow. Doors open at 10.15. The program begins at 11 a.m. And so uh, if you are in, uh, and I'm not sure if they are live streaming this, uh, and so we're going to reach out and try to find out if they're going to be live streaming this. Uh, and so uh, if they are going to be live streaming this, we're going to carry this on the Black Star Network. Bill was an amazing guy. Uh, we love Bill dearly. Uh, he, of course, was a friend of this show. Uh, we're saddened by his passing. And so his celebration of life uh, will take place uh, tomorrow. Folks, that is it. Y'all take care. Have a good one. I'll see you next week on Rolling Martin Unfiltered. Holla! Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. 
Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Snakes. Zombies. Sharks. Heights. Speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand, when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.